A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive through Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. You know, we're headed into one of the most expensive growing seasons that farmers have seen in the upper Midwest, probably historically. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here with some friends of ours from Merchants Bank. They serve farmers and agribusinesses primarily in southeastern Minnesota, but they've got perspective on the lending industry as a whole. And I want to welcome in, first of all, Matt Schultz. He's the president and commercial ag banker. He's working out of the Caledonia and Spring Grove uh, locations for Merchants Bank. And also Jared Brown will be joining us. He's the commercial ag banker, and he's out of the Lanesboro and Rushford markets. So, Matt, let me start off with you. The buzzwords lately have been recession, inflation, interest rates. Since all of that has been kind of headlining everybody's news, has it changed the kind of conversations that you're having with growers that might be looking at a little bit more credit, might be looking at capital purchases? What have you been hearing? Oh, I've been hearing a lot of concern with the interest rates. Um, uh, it's been a, a tough uh, industry in regards to with those interest rates. They're taking a look at uh, how they can save some money because in the past uh, eight years, we haven't been a big part of their balance sheet or income statement because the interest rates have been so low, it hasn't cost them a lot to finance. Well, now it's going to be become an issue on their on their income statement. So we're having discussions on how we can help them with that, how we can get that rate fixed, or uh, find them, get them financed with some equipment at this time, because there are some opportunities even when those rates are going up, uh, because uh, we're seeing that uh, different implements are charging more for their equipment lines. Um, so we're having some opportunities in that regard. No. I'm an old bird, so the interest rates we're looking at today are still pretty favorable. We should not you, be wringing our hands too much. You, you bet. Uh, when we talk about those interest rates, I mean, if you're talking a six to seven percent, that's still reasonable. It's just been um, we're used to lower rates over the past ten to twelve years, um, but it's still within reason, I think. And we can they can still make money at that at six and seven percent. Yeah. You know, Jared, 2022 probably ended with some of the strongest balance sheets we've seen in production agriculture, almost any commodity you want to look at, but definitely corn and beans. Now, granted, it cost us quite a bit to get that crop, but the commodity prices held very, very firm. Now, when folks are starting to move toward their 2023 plan, have they made any major adjustments? Are there antennae up on commodity prices at the end of 23 versus where they are now? I would say absolutely. Um, we've seen a lot of people proactively looking at the markets, you know, out a little bit further. Um, and as they're doing that, they're also trying to sure up some of those fertilizer expenses. While those have come down some, um, they still are extremely high to where as people are contracting that grain, they're also locking in some of those fertilizer prices to take advantage of those. You know, I'm curious, that being said, are you noticing farms trying to build their own infrastructure a little bit more? You know, there was a time when you could pretty much drive into town and get what you needed or call and it would be delivered. And now more farmers, especially after the pandemic with supply chain issues, started thinking, maybe I better protect myself a little bit. Are you seeing any investment in that kind of on-farm infrastructure? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we've seen more um, grain bins are starting to pop up. There's some really advantageous programs, whether it's financing with merchants or um, there's FSA programs out there um, that are really... Um, advantageous from the interest rate standpoint. We've seen people, if they have the ability to um, spread their own fertilizer, spray their own crops, all of that has been a huge 
advantage for those operations. That's Jared Brown again, commercial ag banker with Merchants Bank in Lanesboro and Rushford. Matt, I want to go back to you and kind of this whole tone of taking control of your own destination with some of these investments. Merchants Bank is as much a counselor as you are a financier when it comes to folks that are out in the rural community, those agribusinesses. You take a look at a lot of different options. You mentioned earlier, maybe there's a better rate direct from an equipment manufacturer. Maybe there's a lower interest loan rate out there if you qualify. You guys are not just about the money. You're about the source of information. You bet. We're going to look at all the options that we can help to make your farm better. Um, Jared mentioned the FSA. There's a lot of different programs out there that we can help a beginning farmer get up and going. There's programs out there that we can help them to keep uh, capital in their pocket so they don't have to be using their cash when at this time cash is very important maybe to be ha- have on hand. So there's FSA programs that can be used for that. We're going to look at all the different options that it comes if there isn't uh, a local equipment dealer that has a better rate. That's fine. We're going to help. We want that farm to be successful because we're only going to be successful if that farm keeps going. Right. And we're talking about agriculture, folks. We're not just somebody that's going to jump in, jump out. Uh, We were talking about those interest rates. Nine times out of a 10, we're going to be looking at a long term commitment to that loan, that interest rate. And you guys are not going to let them hang out there if there's a better rate coming in six, eight months. You bet. Yeah. Um, and, And that's definitely true because... Um, we're seeing that uh, that we might see some slide on these interest rates. So uh, we want to keep them in a variable uh, rate so that they have an option that, you know, as the rates go down, they're going to get to go down with that too then. So. Let's, talk, let's talk a little bit more about long-term investment and transition. Jared, you know, you guys are the face of Merchants Bank out in the community. You're the trusted partner. You know these families, multi-generations. Talk to me a little bit about are we seeing transition in agriculture? And transition will involve big numbers fast, especially if you're talking about land. Tell me a little bit about what you're noticing there. Absolutely, Pam. We've seen um, it is a challenge to get the next generation into the farming operation just with the sheer cost of things. Um, To be honest, that is one of the most rewarding parts of the job is working with that next generation to watch them come in. Not only are mom and dad excited about it to see the farm get passed along, um, but the younger generation, you know, is is full of ideas and energy to keep that moving forward. so we've seen that. Um, it's It's been great to watch time and time again. There's challenges with it. You know, there's ways to mitigate that challenge as well. And, and from our standpoint, um, we are in it for the long haul. We are only successful if the borrower is successful, and we want them to be in business as long as possible. How are you uh, handling farm rate, farmland rates, farmland rates, rental rates, if as as Pa Yankee used to say, they're not making any more of it. That land continues to maintain its value and get enhanced. Correct. You know, it, it's hold on tight is is kind of <laughs> what I would agree with. Um, it, it's it's been really um, good that way. You know, as as you've said, people have been very successful the past few years. Balance sheets look really really strong to where there's a large group of people that have the ability to even at the inflated values. Um, still take advantage of buying that land, Um, whether it's the farm next door, um, something that just makes sense for their operation. A lot of people still have the ability to do that. 
Jared Brown again, along with us, commercial egg banker from the Lanesboro and Rushford location. Matt Schultz, let me pivot again on you, uh, kind of along with the land. We know that that's exceptionally valuable. Once we get it, we don't want to let go of it, quite frankly. People have to understand that about us. Now, there's a new trend that we're hearing an awful lot about, um, more and more farmers being encouraged to think about that carbon credit market, uh, regenerative agriculture, cover crops, a big deal. In your time as a lender, have you guys had to pivot how you look at those balance sheets when we're talking about a change-up of practices? And how do you have that conversation when one of the young guns comes in and says, I want to start rotating towards pasture, or I want to do small grains, or I want to do this, that, and the other thing? How do you guys work through that conversation? Because to be fair, it's kind of new for all of us. You bet. And I'm dealing with this right now, actually. I have a, a producer that is uh, doing some different things when it comes to farming. And a lot of it is getting um, in front of that producer, sitting with them and asking a lot of questions, though, too, to learn about their operation and what they want to do. A lot of it is going out and doing my own research to understand what they're trying to do and see what the benefits of of that uh, cover crop or more pasture. Um, I've got a producer right now that's uh, bringing in, uh, 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 getting grants to get fencing done. Mm. Um, there's a lot of programs out there for these, um, what I'll call is um, non-traditional farming, I guess is maybe what I'll call it. Uh, there's a lot of programs out there for those young operators. And, and it typically is a young operator that's leaning this direction and changing things. And I think that some of these changes I'm seeing are good. Are very good, especially for our area where we're at. Um, we're not conducive um, in the Caledonian Spring Grove to large 180 acre plots. We got 40 acre strips. And so pasture is a great thing for our area. And uh, we're seeing some things come back. And, and I, the, the part that I really like is I'm starting to see cattle come back more. Yeah, that's one thing I didn't think about, Jared, is uh, so focused on corn and soybean at this time of the year just because input costs, everybody's writing those checks. But dairy, still an important part of southeast Minnesota. Beef, hogs, too. What are you seeing? People still interested in dedicating the time and attention necessary for livestock. Absolutely. Um, We have a strong base within our area, um, heavy on the beef cattle, right in the local uh, Lanesboro area, especially in kind of the rolling hills and on land that can be pastured. Um, the local markets have been fantastic. Uh, the demand is there for cattle, especially good cattle, um, and people are being rewarded for the work that they're putting into it. So absolutely, there's demand. Um, it's fun to see some of these producers expanding those herds, um, getting more interested in the cover crops with grazing those or making feed out of those, along with putting those back into row crops after that. You know, and you guys are kind of in the sweet spot, too, quite frankly. You've got Rochester to the west. You've got Lacrosse to the east. That uh, artisan market, uh, buy local, know your farmer, has that resonated with your clients? Absolutely. We've seen a lot of people um, do the the farm-to-table beef, whereas... um, a local producer, a local consumer can go and and buy a, a half a steer, a whole steer right from the farmer. You know, they know where it came from, what it was fed, where it was processed, and they have the choices of putting, you know, whatever type of cuts they want onto their own table. So mm-hmm. that's been a huge thing for us. Yeah, a good thing. And I'm assuming, Matt, when you see growth in. 
Oh yeah, a lot of growth in the farm to table, and 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 it's not just with the the beef. I'm seeing it with the hogs and the chickens, and so there's a lot of um, different types of farming going on right now, and it's fun to see. That's right, folks. Again, they've got their eye on not just the market, not just those interest rates, but also uh, the longevity of agriculture around the area. Matt Schultz, he's the president and commercial ag banker for Merchants Bank at the Caledonia and Spring Grove location. And again, Jared Brown, commercial ag banker in the Lanesboro and Rushford markets. And like we said, they may be ag lenders, but more importantly, their partnership is with you for success. They will help you with that business plan. And uh, like they said, only looking out for your best interest because your successes are theirs. For Merchants Bank, I'm the fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee.